Are high insurance rates dragging you down? Call Randy King at 817-226-5464. Chocolate Bear and the Goss, DFW Softball Podcast number four. I'm here with my buddy over there, Mr. Brian Gossett. How are you doing today? I'm uh, doing great. Excited. You know, it's it's, uh, it's game day. Uh, got softball going on this next three days. Hopefully the weather is not a factor, but uh, yeah, we're excited. It's the midway point of the playoffs. You know, this team's trying to make a run to state, so we'll see who's We'll see who's, who's going to win this week. Yeah, it's interesting to know that the fact that the season of rain is still with us since, I think, the second week of football season on. But hopefully we can get them in. I know there's some, um, well, Byron Nelson weekend, you know there's always going to be some rain. So I guess we should be just expected here in the Metroplex. But like you said, I hope we do get all the games in and, it's fun. Like you said, the third round of the playoffs, as I call it, the big boy rounds now. You kind of yeah. weed out the people that shouldn't be there, so every game's huge now going forward. So yeah, sure. I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Well, hey, let's start off with the players of the week. Uh, no, Goss, we started, you started this week with kind of the hitter of the week, pitcher of the week, which I think is a great concept. Again, everybody here in the Metroplex especially, you know, go out to DFW Varsity. Um, nobody does softball coverage better than they do over there with my main man, Mr. Gossett, leading the way over there. And why don't you let me know who your pitcher of the week was? Yeah, she uh, she had a pretty good week. Uh, Savannah, <laughs> Savannah De Roche over at Forney, the uh, 2020 you know pitcher of Kansas commit. Uh, you know she she was my my pitcher of the week. She was player of the week for the morning news, and she was uh, runner up for uh, some national fast pitch. Extra innings. So, yeah, extra, extra innings. Exactly. So, yes, yes. Pretty, uh, pretty decent week, guys. <laughs> yeah. so. uh, but, yeah, she came up huge, you know. A little bit of surprise there uh, last week against Texas High. I thought Forney was going to, you know, heat up the bats and sweep them. But uh, Texas High was a good team, took them to three. Uh, Savannah ended up having – 31 strikeouts in 21 innings and uh, finished with the 1.33 ERA. Got that, uh, you know, game three win, four to one to to send Forney into the regional quarterfinals. So uh, congratulations to uh, Savannah. And then uh, my hitter of the week was uh, another 2020 kid, LSU commit over Keller Haven Brown. You know, if you don't know if you've seen her play at all, but she. Uh, she really can smack the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, you know, they were playing South Grand Prairie, and she uh, awesome game one. I mean, she went four for four, had two home runs, two doubles, seven RBIs just in one game. You know, Keller really uh, took it to SGP, 20-2 to two in game one. Actually scored 12 runs in the uh, second inning alone. <laughs> and, uh, you know, got to give a shout-out to uh, – one of our teammates, Brooke Davis, who was uh, on my honorable mention list, but yes. uh, she came up twice, came up to bat twice in the second inning alone and hit a home run each time. So not bad, two home runs in one inning. 
Not bad at all. Six RBIs. I mean, that's that's not too bad. That's a nice day's work, to say the least. Uh, well, yes, I've seen Miss Brown play. It's, she has a different sound off of her bat when she hits the ball. You know, it just sounds different than everybody else. And, yeah, I think LSU's got a pretty good one coming their way, don't they? <laughs> yeah, usually, uh, usually you know that it's a home run off of her bat. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. She's not hitting it 201 feet. <laughs> you know, it's, it's definitely got a whole lot of distance and power on it. But uh, speaking of Keller, I mean, they had the big weekend series last week in the suite there. Um, looked pretty invincible with that offense really cooking against South Grand Prairie. And obviously, the Gurk, you know, you know the Gurk, I mean, she had a great game. The Gurk on the mound. Um they're tough to beat when they can score. They're pretty tough to beat when they can score that many runs, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, you know they have a great defense behind Kaderka. You know she's been doing it for three years now, uh, and so I mean they all your players play select or are going to go play select. And sure. A lot of speed, you know, up top with Amanda Desario who had. Uh, a nice game too with the uh, home run robbery in center. Uh, yes. They were on channel eight there, and then uh, you know she had a three-run home run in the, I believe, the seventh inning to really push Keller away from uh, SGP. They ended up winning game two, ten to two. But but yeah, it's uh, it's a tough lineup with uh, you know Desario, then Brooke Davis. You got. Uh, heck of a shortstop in Alexa Desario. Oh, excuse me, Alexa Langoliers. You know, uh, yeah. Riley Love's probably uh, the better defensive player at third. And you got, I mean, you just it's a stacked lineup. You know, Tessa Gallifo can hit the ball, the ballpark. Uh, so, uh, you know, if they, if they score five, four or five runs, you know, that's it's tough to beat them there. Absolutely, and I like it where, you know, Kaderka can have, you know, 12 you know, twelve innings pitch, 10 Ks, one earned run, and two wins, and she's not the player, pitcher of the week. Right. <laughs> you know, that's pretty good, and I mean, it just, you know, for, you know, I guess what I'm so impressed about with Keller is they've had a bullseye on their back for so long, and they still keep coming out and producing. You know, that says a lot to uh, those kids seem to step up week in and week out and take everybody's best punch and still come out victorious. Yeah, if they can, uh, if they can reach this, if they can reach this to reach the uh, regional court, regional final, it'll be a fifth consecutive year they've made it at least five rounds deep. So that's uh, yeah. it's been a nice run to, for sure. You know, trying to get back to state, they won state in sixteen and seventeen. So. Uh, yeah. uh, one of them, the top teams in DFW for sure these last four or five years. Makes that win that Plano had just last year even that more impressive to kind of stop that train, you know, right. the way it was, you know, and hold them to one run nonetheless, you know. Yeah. It's, you know, doesn't happen often over there in Keller, that's for certain. Right. Yep. Well, that's good, man. You know, it's um, – you know, I'd like to kind of talk about some of the series that are coming up. We'll kind of rehash a little bit of what they did last week also. Um, I did want to give out a shout to – I want to kind of lead it this time around. It's kind of funny that we're doing this – seems like we're doing this podcast three times because of technical difficulties. But 
We do want to give a big shout out to Trinity being in uncharted waters, getting to the third round in softball with the tremendous turnaround from last year to this year. And they have a big win, 5-4 last week. Um, I mean, that's, I mean, it's, it's got to be the underdog story of the year so far. Yeah, uh, got that one gamer against Montwood and uh, Piper Hopkins been in the news the last couple of weeks. She, yes. She uh, got the game winning RBI double in the top of the seventh to uh, push Trinity into the regional quarterfinals for the first time in, in uh, program history. And, you know, I know uh, Channel 5, did a little piece on them and talk to uh, coach Jeremy. So uh, if you come across that, go check that out. But yeah, it's a great story to say the least. You know, it's uh, they got another one gamer this week yes. against Friendship. You know, Friendship uh, played a really good defensive game against uh, one of Trinity's. You know, Trinity's neighbors, uh, LB Bell. Game 2-1 <laughs> win, yeah, arch rival. Um, so we'll see. You know, again, it's one game. You, you never know. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we I've seen Trinity a couple times. I mean, maybe it's just that that will to win that just pushes them over the top. They got some good players. You know, Mackenzie Lucio at the, on the bounce. You can also hit. Uh, and you have, you know, obviously Piper and mm-hmm. Maddie Brown. Uh, so it's uh, Tierney Thomas is another one. She had a two-run triple there uh, against Smotwood. So yeah, I love it. It's a Cinderella story of the year, and we'll see. I mean, we'll see if they can reach the uh, the, the fourth round of the playoffs. Keep this thing going. Yes, and they're going up against a pretty good team. I know, as you mentioned, a little bit of friendship. You know, they're thirty and six. You know, that's program that's perennially really good. It's going to be a tough act, but, you know, I did like the comment you said, you know, one game series, man, anything can happen. I mean, you can have an error in the first inning and I can cost you the game, you know, so it's one of those things where you got to bring it all, you got to bring it all for seven and it will be fun, but I guess it helps though on the traveling side for both of those teams too, you know, because I guess last week you had the major travel back and forth between Trinity and, you know, so yeah, you know, it helps that case, but. Boy, it sure is gut-riching those one-game sets. Yeah, and, you know, there's a, there's a mixture of uh, coaches and parents that, that like it, and mm-hmm. some of them, you know, want the three games. But, uh, I mean, for us media guys, you know, we don't have – we don't have a leg in the dog fight, so we. <laughs> no, I, we don't. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like the one gamers, you know, just you know, winner take all. Well, hey, we, we did that regional final last year between Keller and Plano, man, and there wasn't there there wasn't many more you know tantalizing games that I've been a part of, you know, and an overflow crowd out there in Denton, Bryan last year, and like you said, it just it made it that, that much more exciting just because we knew whoever won that game that day was advancing the state. All right, all right, it was a packed crowd for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as I stood in the alley way up top in the press box, yes, I remember <laughs> Um, hey, I, do, I know we mentioned Keller earlier, but we didn't even mention their opponent, South Lake Carroll. I mean, I know when we talked yesterday when we were doing the podcast, boy, what a what a run for them um, getting to this the third round of the playoffs. A twenty four and thirteen South Lake Carroll that 
like you said yesterday, had to beat Timber Creek just to get into the playoffs as a fourth seed. And, you know, we didn't mention on the first podcast, we thought that South White Carroll was going to be a tough out as a fourth seed. Well, yeah, they're pretty tough out. Third round now. And now they get to place, you know, maybe arguably the best team in Texas and one of the best teams in the nation in Keller this weekend. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, if they can get past Keller, you know, I, I, they could beat anyone. I mean, yeah, yeah. they've uh, they probably have the toughest, you know, the toughest two first two rounds of anyone. I mean, yeah. it's not you're not tip, you're they're not your typical four seed. Uh, they're, you know, that district of doom where all four teams are still in it. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I mean, they, they knocked off, they knocked off district champ, uh, Flyermont in the first round. And then, and, uh, you know, this past week, uh, Mansfield, which was co-district champs in, uh, seven, six, eight, they swept them. I mean, yeah. Mansfield has such a powerful offense and, you know, they, they, they uh, I went out to watch game one where they won 6-1, to one, you know, leadoff home run for Mansfield, uh, Reagan Hoko, and then, you know, Kelly Shackelford and, and Lauren uh, Carroll's pitchers, they just they just turned up another gear and uh, they allow another run, only allowed two hits from, from then on. And then, uh, yeah, back and forth game two, you know, it's three to two, Ali and Nuki, uh, game winner in the, the sixth inning. And then actually, uh, you know, they walked Reagan uh, in the bottom of the seventh. So Mansfield had bases loaded, down one. And uh, Kelly Shackelford was able to, you know, induce that pop-up to right field to, to complete the sweep. So, I mean, it's, it's not – it's – to get three straight district traps to start yeah. the playoff run. Yeah. Man. <laughs> and the dogfight they had in their own district. I mean, it's not like that. They probably hasn't played an easy foe in about a month and a half. You know, so it's, it's, but, you know, we talked about it a little bit last podcast, you know, something about that momentum, you know, it's, it, it breeds confidence and obviously they got it. I mean, Gabby's been hitting the ball extremely well. You know, they're going to feed off of her, but, you know, when you start seeing people at the top of your order, you know, getting on base repeatedly, I think it does yeah. filter throughout the rest of the roster. And, it, you know, they're doing exactly everything they need to do to win, you know, right now. And that's one, you know, for Keller, I mean, I'm not I'm not predicting an upset here, but, I mean, Keller needs to bring their game, their A game this weekend because, you know, they could easily get beat by stuff like Carroll. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, they played twice in the regular season and they they were all. They were both four to three games from Keller. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it happened. We see it in, in every sport. I mean, we know how close Keller and Carroll are. So yes. this is a uh, a little bit of a rivalry for sure. And so, uh, you know, Keller has a lot of kids either playing select or signed or committed. Mm-hmm. And you know, Carroll's Carroll's got their fair share too with uh, Gabby and. You know, Madison Cashin at second. You know, she's uh, signed to Tarleton. Tarleton, uh, yes. I mean, Katie G from Kansas. So, Lauren Brown, or Lauren Long is uh, going to Brown. So they got they got some talent there. So, uh, just one just one one run games both times, and uh, you know, I kind of expect I kind of expect these teams to uh, go down to the wire for sure this this week. Yeah, and for stuff like Carroll, I mean, familiarity is breeds confidence. 
Texas, too. I mean, they're not scared of Keller. You know, they see Keller every year, so it's not like, all right, it's Keller. You know, they're not going to be awestruck at all. So, yeah, I expect it to be a good series, and maybe I could try to – if it goes to game three, I might be able to try to get out there. I'm debating on what my Saturday schedule will be just yet, depending on results, you know, as of Friday. But, yeah. I might be a game I might be at, so looking forward to it. I have not seen South Lake Carroll this year, so be nice to actually see them line up and play. Um, you did mention Kelly Shackelford. She had 10.2 innings pitched last week, 9 Ks, an earned run, three hits, and two wins over Mansfield. So doing it on the bump at the, doing it on the bump and at the plate. Um, yeah, this is a team that you know it's. Kind of like if you were in Vegas and you wanted to bet an underdog, it wouldn't be bad to throw some change on South Lake Girl this week. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going to be an exciting series. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, why don't we go here over to, um, let's see. Let's see. Let's go to the Colony in Fort, Fort, Fort Worth Boswell. You know, when we were talking yesterday, we talked about how Fort Worth Boswell is kind of the forgotten, really good team out there. And, you know, the Colony, you know, they come in with all the accolades and we talked a little yesterday about how they're the Big 12, you know, team in the Colony. Uh, I think this is another one that could be a very tough series and it's going to be all three games out at Argyle this week. Yeah, I'm uh, planning to go to that uh, doubleheader on Friday, uh, 3, 3 p.m. and then 7.30 p.m. over at Argyle. Yeah, you know, Boswell's... Uh, his last three years, they've been kind of on the rise, you know, back-to-back district champs. They went undefeated in district uh, 7-5A this season. Uh, and I think they're just, they're, you know, you look across the way, the colony, and they, they want to get to that point. Uh, you know, colony's been very good. Uh, they won state two years ago. And obviously this year was, like you mentioned, the Big 12 uh, trio in <laughs> Carly Charles, Iowa State, and, and uh, J.C. Hamlet is Texas Tech. And obviously the number one player in 2020 in the nation, Jada Coleman, uh, you know, picking the best best school in the nation for sure, Oklahoma. I can't think of a better one, Brian. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but yeah, you know, they, Boswell's got a lot of good players. And they're just, they're, uh, like you mentioned, they're, they're kind of forgotten, you know, uh, you may not know their names, uh, but but they're great. I mean, you start with Julie Kennedy, who I've covered the last four years. You know, she has multiple season and career records and home runs and wins, strikeouts, all that. And then, uh, you know, Emma Robertson, uh, you know, kind of a, uh, just a sophomore, but she's got seven home runs on the year. Uh, Harley Russell's a freshman. She's actually the one that, that clinched it. Last week against Burleson, hit the uh, walk-off RBI double in the bottom of the ninth to beat Burleson in game two, uh, which was actually at Argyle. So, uh, you know, I guess Boz has got some familiarity there uh, playing. Uh, People don't uh, think that's a big deal, Brian, but I think it does when you have, you know, the kind of what the, the set of the field is, you know, already, especially in the playoffs. You know, I yeah. really do think it's big because, you know, like you said, the dirt's different in every place. The outfield's different. The dimensions are different. So if you have that, you have, and the hitting backgrounds, I think, is huge. So if you've already been there and done that, I think it does give you a little bit of an advantage. Not a huge one, but it does give you somewhat of one. Yeah, so it's, it's – I think it's going to be the best series of the week. Uh, 
I think it's going to go three games, all close ones. Uh, you know, again, I mentioned some of the Boswell kids, you know, some others, uh, Grayson Rosales um, is, uh, had a couple RBIs there last week against Burleson. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma Bladegrave, uh, you know, so they, they have a lot of good kids out there. Uh, kind of the same with the colony, but again, you may not know them, but, uh, you know, you, I guess that makes them under the radar a little bit and another underdog for sure. Sure, sure. And I mean, speaking of the colony, I mean, on, on you know, you had honorable mention was J.C. Hamlin. Um, she was six for six with a double, triple, and two RBIs and six runs against Granbury in their sweep last week. And then Carly Charles, what can you say? I mean, it seems like she's been there forever. Um, she, you know, she had 13 innings pinch and 28 Ks, and she's not the pitcher of the week. Again, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, uh, beat just keeps kind of going over there at the colony. And then we know we don't even mention Jada, who is the best player in the, in the nation in 2020. So yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. It's probably the most competitive series, I think on the, you know, in the Metroplex this week. And, and if that does go game three, that's why I was kind of hesitant on what my Saturday schedule was. I will be there then for that Saturday game at 11 AM. If it does go game three and, you know, I'm kind of hoping that that's the case. You know, I really would love to see both of these teams play against each other in a do-or-die situation. Yeah, and uh, just another programming note, uh, Channel Channel 8 did a piece on yes. the Coleman family uh, with Jada and her sisters and, and mom and dad. So uh, check out that piece from, from Rick Renner and uh, Alexa Shaw. Great, great piece on a uh, great family. Yes, it is. And, I mean, we like to thank Fox Sports Southwest this year. They've been putting out some really good softball pieces. You know, they did the home run, you know, a couple weeks back and talked with a little, like, Bittner and the Forney girls. And, you know, they've really done an extremely good job on those little pieces, about five, six-minute clips. And Rick Ryan and the crew over there have done an excellent job with that. And the Coleman family gets represented extremely well in the piece that was done this past weekend. For sure. Yeah, great job by Rick and, and uh, his crew. Yeah, absolutely. Um, next game that I would like to talk about here would be is, you know, Azel and Little Elm. There's another one that I think is kind of a under-the-radar, you know, kind of team in Azel. But, man, the – if, the, if, the, if Little Elm doesn't come with their A game, I think they can get beat this week. Um, we already know how good Little Elm is, but I said, you know, for some of the people that don't know, I said Azel is coming in as a very, very gutsy team coming into this three-game set. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Azel and Boswell. I mean, they're, they're not a lot of people get out to that side of Fort Worth. And, uh, I'm sure a lot of people don't even know where Azo is, but <laughs> yeah. you know they finished they finished second behind Boswell in, in 75A, and mm-hmm. now they're coming off a sweep against Arlington Heights, which you know went to state last year. Yeah. Uh, final scores, I believe, were uh, 10 to six and six to one, I think. Uh, so no, you know it's a, it's it's been a while, but uh, you know it's a team that. That's had softball success. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I did a little tweet there. I think it's kind of neat from both sides, but uh, yes. regional quarterfinals for the first time for Azo since 2015. You know, game two, 
the pitcher that won it was uh, Emily Bradley, and there's three of them. They're, they're triplets, uh, Shelby triplets. and Abigail. Uh, but Emily got that win in game two um, as a junior this year, and last time they went was in 15, where her older sister, Sam, was the pitcher when they went. Um, they actually went to the regional final that year, but she had an incredible season that, that year, 17-1. and one. She actually uh, was my player of the year my first two years here in Texas. So, And then you look on the other side, Little Elm. Um, you know, we've talked about Lauren Lucas multiple times. You know, she's a junior committed to Wichita mm-hmm. State. She can do it from the mound, can do it uh, with her bat. And yes. uh, uh, they picked up the sweep against Legacy, 11-1 uh, and 6-4. And and so uh, she's a good junior pitcher. Team too. Yeah, very good. I was surprised that they swept them. Yeah, very good, well coached. Uh, and so, you know, uh, Lauren is the junior pitcher, and they're going to the regional quarterfinals for the first time since 14, when when Lauren's uh, sister was a junior pitcher. So, kind of a neat storyline there. And uh, again, it's you know you, you kind of know the. The Little Elm names with Lucas and Georgia Heathcock had a grand slam in game two. Uh, Izzy Fielder had a home run. You got Maddie and Alyssa Adams. And uh, on the other side, you know, you just you might know know those girls, but you know they got talent for sure. Uh, Paige Anderson got the win in game one for Azo. You got the triplets. You have uh, Bree Michelli, which was on my honorable mention list with with a couple doubles and four RBIs and. Uh, I think it's going to be another competitive series, and it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, that went to three games as well. Yes, absolutely. You know, just somebody I've really I've not spoken a lot, enough about. I think Izzy Fielder, man, she's one. I came away very impressed when I watched them play the Colony earlier this year. That is one dynamic ball hey. player right there. No. Yeah, she's got some power. She's got a lot hey. of speed. Probably the. No. Probably the quickest on the team, so uh, just a little little mixture of of both sides, really balanced player. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I'd like to go back to 6AD for for some reason. I forgot this bunch, but I think another competitive one-game playoff set is going to be Northwest Eaton and Denton Geyer on Friday night out at at Eaton. Um, I will be there. A um, little late since my nephews will be playing at Hebron in the playoffs against um, Mansfield at um, 5 o'clock. Yeah, Lakeridge. And, you know, I'm looking forward to that. My nephew's breaking to Camden. You know, got a little gas last week on Channel 8, so I'm a proud uncle this week. And they just celebrated their 18th birthday two days ago. So, but um, I will be there in Eaton, Northwest Eaton and Denton Geyer, probably about the second, third inning. Um, Jared, our other FNG consultant, will be there at the beginning of that game. But it'll be the first time I'm going out to Northwest Seton, so I'm looking forward to getting out there. Um, obviously, this is a, you know, they may, arguably they're in the toughest district in the state and keep finishing second only because Keller is in their district. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to see them because, like we said before, I mean, they're a base running team, you know, with a lot of speed and, uh, and for Dead and Geyer, I mean, it's been the top of that order has really produced for them here in the playoff stretch here ever since they, you know, beat Marcus in the first round. So um, it'd be a battle of wills, a little power from Geyer and the speed demons of, of Eaton. Yeah, and uh, both kind of in the same boat. Uh, 
know, Gars has, hasn't been around too long. I think 20, uh, 2007 was their first year, but yeah. you know, they, they've, uh, they've kind of quickly become a, a really good softball program under Pete Medford. And, you know, Eaton's only been, this is only their third year playing, uh, varsity softball. And all they do is, all they do is winning. I mean, yeah, you know, versus, <laughs> they didn't have any kind of easy into it. They just came in as a, you know, as a winner. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, first two years, uh, in five, a, uh, I can't remember the first year, but, uh, I know last year they won district and, uh, you know, they made it far. I mean, I think third round and then fourth round and now they're back in the third round looking for more. I think they're, 20, uh, 28 and two, and you know only the two losses come in the Keller and District, uh, and you know really close games, both four and three games. So um, they're kind of the same. Uh, you know they got a lot of talent, a lot of players that play select and uh, committed or signed. You know you start with Maddie Wright, who's you know is the program's only really known one pitcher in their history. That's, that's Maddie Wright. And so she was on my honorable mention list. I, she was. I know you got the list there. I, I yeah, 14 innings pitched, one run, 18 Ks against the Hatchie. Not a bad, not a bad day's work. Yeah. And she actually had a, uh, I believe she had a no hitter in the second game, but, but, uh, but yeah, she's, she's dynamic. You know, she can, she's a kid that can, and home runs as well. You know, it doesn't stop there. You got, you know, Kenny Kreitz is Texas Tech, and uh, Jada Middlebrook is UNT. You know, Vivica Hernandez is uh, is gonna is playing select. You got some others, Ashlyn Walker, uh, Chelsea Blankenship. I mean, I could go on and on, but uh, right. we don't have we don't have all the time here on the podcast. <laughs> but uh, you know, Nick Geyer, You know, we Channel Eight kind of. Uh, highlighted their game three. You know, they put up a lot of runs against Lake Ridge yes. in three games. Mm-hmm. And uh, another familiar name that we keep talking about is, you know, Morgan Medford. She's, yes. She's been one of the best to do it. Uh, four years, going to Toronto State. Uh, she had an amazing catch in, uh, against that Marcus team in round yes. one. Yes, yes. Um, and you can you can kind of talk about some of the other guy or kids. Yes. But, yeah, they've, they're uh, – I don't think they're going to score as much here against Eaton, no. but uh, obviously, obviously both are familiar with each other. So one gamer. I mean, again, it's do or die. It's uh, it's going to be a heck of a game. Yes, it is, and I think even with you know with um you know with Medford, it's it with Morgan. It's so funny. I mean, she was a ball girl, you know, at age five. You know, and then, you know the programs basically only had one coach, and that's her dad, and. Just to see her now, the where she is now from what it was so long ago. I mean, she is this one fantastic ball player. You know, she's you can tell coach's kid. You know, smart, doesn't do anything. You know, out of stays within her lane. And but she's a catalyst of that team. She gets on base. If she gets a base hit, she's on third. Um, sets it up for you know the likes of the Bruin and um, you know Kara. We hope you get better. She's been a little under the weather this week, so. We hope she gets better for tomorrow. I mean, I know she'll be playing tomorrow, but, you know, you hate if you're not 100%. So, Kara, I hope you do get better. But I think the big deal here is uh, Gallegos has been huge here in the playoffs for them. You know, got the big hit in game three last week. She got the big hit against Flower Mound Marcus. Um, when you get that clutch kind of play from your seniors, you know, you know that can you can ride that 
wave, you know, to say the least, going forward. And, you know, the top of that order is about as good as you're going to get in the Metroplex. So, yeah, I think it's going to be a challenge for Matty Wright against them. Um, again, I do agree with you. There won't be the run scored like they had last weekend. You know, I have a feeling that, you know, if you get three runs again in this game, you may win it, you know, this week. So it'll be interesting to see the kind of how the battle of the two different teams, how they're composed, the power of Geyer against the, you know, the speed merchants of Eden. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that Friday. I think it's going to be fun to watch Friday and get to get out there to the city of the cow again. I love coming out to Fort Worth, so uh, looking forward to getting out there and seeing that bunch for certain. Um, let's see here. I want to talk about next would be, oh, the game that I will be at tonight, um, McKinney North and Frisco Independence going against each other again. Um, Independence, we talk a lot about here on the few, first few podcasts here. I mean, they're on a nice run. I mean, they have done – you know, battle to try to win district on that good Friday, and they beat Centennial, and now they advance here to the third round. Another program that's only been around about four years in softball, and here they are third round deep here again. You know, Savvy Williams and Macy, I mean, we know the names over there. I'm really interested going because McKinney North, we talked a couple weeks ago. I mean, that's going to be a tough matchup, I think, for Independence here, and all games are going to be in Prosper starting tonight. Yes, sir. Uh, two, two district champs. Uh, McKinney North coming off that sweep against Highland Park, where I think it was ten to one and ten to zero. Uh, you know their pitcher Reagan had a phenomenal series. And, you know uh, you've seen Independence how many times, and with Savannah yeah. Williams uh, can do it from the circle, do it in the plate uh, from the plate. Uh, Macy Allen's another kid who's committed to uh, A&M, so. That would be a good one, you know. I'm looking forward to, to some of your tweets tonight uh, and to see who's going to get a jump on this series. Absolutely. Well, Savannah Williams, I know, made honorable mention in the Dallas Morning News. Five innings pitch, 10K, zero runs, two hits and a win over Wilson. Like, I'm glad you did mention that. She, she just doesn't do it on the mound. She does it with the stick also. Um, she had the big, you know, the go-ahead double against Centennial on that um, district-clinching win. Um, good kid, great smile, just a sophomore. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the Williams there tonight. And I will definitely keep you guys posted on Twitters. Um, I'm at Kenny Matthews, and um, Twitter for Brian Goss is at Gossett41. We'll keep you posted on, you know, on games and tweets throughout the weekend as we're going forward. Um, like I said, we'll be spread out a little bit, but we'll try to keep you guys posted on scores and updates and highlights. Um, it's kind of fun when you get to see all those things come out, you know, as you're going through it. But, yeah, I expect that to be a very competitive series. I know that's kind of redundant here, but in the third round you kind of get a lot of evenly matched teams, you know, going forward. So I do expect that to be one of those that go three games also. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, When you got two district champs uh, making it this far, it's you kind of expect three games, and I think it's going to be – uh, it's up there on the list as one of the, the better series of the week. Sure, sure. Um, also, like to make a brief mention. I know neither one of us have a firm grip on um, Denison and Frisco Reedy. I like to rectify that. I know with Frisco Reedy um, last week, I know Michaela Ward, sophomore pitcher, she was four for eight with a home run, triple, six RBIs, nine inning pitch, five Ks, and zero earned runs. 
and two wins against Carrollton Creekview. Friday Night Glory did their games last week. Randy Edwards, that give you a shout for covering those and the tweets he put on that. Um, Frisco Reed, they're playing, you know, they're playing, they're, they're playing a Denison team that comes in with 21, 21 and 11. Um, all those games are going to be in Prosper this week, starting Friday at 7:30. Um, should be, I think that's a competitive series, you know, to say the least. I, you know, again, I apologize for not knowing a ton about them, but I think that is one of those games that that's definitely under the radar scheme that could be a competitive series. Yeah, Michaela Warwick had a great, uh, really good series there. You know, she's a Texas Glory girl, committed to Houston. Houston, um, yes. Her sister's on the team as well. I think she's a. She might be a UNT commit, but um, yeah, Reedy, they're kind of, they're the same as independents. They just, they haven't been playing long, but, uh, you know, they've kind of figured out the softball side real quick. And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I don't know much about Denison, but obviously if they're here in the third round, they're a pretty good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, another series I know that, again, I apologize. I know we're not totally familiar with, but I do want to give a shout out to Belton. And Rockwall, they're playing. The first game is going to be at West High School on Friday night. Um, Belton comes in 31-7, so that tells me that they know how to play softball. Um, Rockwall comes in at 26-12. and 12. I know they won their district. Um, seems like that's a team that's getting better. I know they're on the highlights this past weekend on Channel 8. Um, you know, it's... Again, Rockwall is kind of one of those that's on the edge of the Metroplex that a lot of people don't pay attention to, but it seems like that's a program that's emerging, to say the least. Yeah, they came up with a huge uh, series win last week against Plano, trying to go back to state for the second straight year. and mm-hmm. they, uh, they, actually dro- they actually dropped the uh, first game, I believe, and they won, yes. they won, a, they won two, two and three, and, uh, you know, with their, their pitcher, uh Great job by her. Uh, so, Lexi Coward. Yeah. And, yeah, Lexi Yep. She had a big series in the 9-1 game against Plano. So, yeah, I mean, Lexi Coward, I believe she's on one of the lists. Yeah, she's on the Dallas Morning News, the junior pitcher. She was 14 innings pitched, 10 Ks, and earned run and two wins over Plano. Like you said, that's a, you know, got state last year, knocked off the defending champion in Keller in the regional finals last year. So, yeah, that's – you beat Plano, you know, you, you've earned your keep, to say the least. Yeah, so that's, uh, they put up some runs there on Plano, uh, so kind of expect the same, you know, keep the momentum and... and. Didn't they also hit back-to-back-to-back home runs in that series, too, last week? Was that was that them last week, if I recall? Uh, you might be thinking of North Forney. That's right, for, for, that's right, yeah, that's right, that's North Forney, that's right, yeah, that's right, yeah, that's right, but yeah. I mean, you know, I call this one of those games where whoever wins that game, the next round they're going to think that they're going to beat that team. It's going to be a real tough out, to say the least. <laughs> it's going to be a tough out for certain. Um, speaking of the aforementioned Forney, we talked about Savannah already. What a great weekend she had and all the accolades she got after that. Well-deserved. You know, you and I both, we love the De Rocher family. They're so nice. And, you know, it's always nice to see good kids get rewarded for their hard work. And, man, what about um, what about them? They're playing against one of your teams, you said, in the first podcast, Joshua. 
Joshua makes it to the third round, and they get to take on that big gorilla called Forney. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Uh, they they start in, on Friday, and then they got a doubleheader at Cleburne on Saturday. So I'm going to try and shoot for uh, Joshua and Forney there on Saturday. But uh, excited to go watch Joshua. You know, they're they're – they're one of my teams, and I've, I've not had a chance to go watch them play. And so, uh, again, there not a lot of people kind of know about softball on the on the west side. On That's what I was going to say. Don't they fall yeah. into the same suit as the other two that we talked about? <laughs> yeah. I mean, no one, no one is, no one knows about uh, Gossett in the, the west side of Fort Worth. Everyone knows about <laughs> Chocolate Bear in the east side. Uh, so yeah, I mean they got they got kids playing select, and they got a couple kids that are going to the next uh, next level. You know, Annalise Jess. Uh, gotta give a shout out to her because she's she's uh, she's been helping me out the last two weeks with with scores and plays because I I've tried to get them in my stories and I can't find they're not on Game Changers. So uh, you know, Annalise helps me out big time. She signed with Angeline College. Actually plays with Kara over Geyer on, on yeah. the same select team, same American team. Freedom. Um, and then you know you got Caitlin Stone, been doing it for a long time, multi-sport athlete with volleyball. Uh, you have Riley uh, Rumfield, uh, just a freshman, hitting her first career home run last week against Mount Pleasant. You know her sister Reese Rumfield again plays volleyball as well. Uh, can she's, she's a bit of a power hitter, uh, and so. This, you know, I, it's tough to say because, I mean, I, I, we didn't think Texas High was going to snap Forney to three games. but no. uh, snapped them Forney's, what, 14-game winning streak in the playoffs. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, Joshua won their district, 14-5A, mm-hmm. and uh, now they're in the regional quarterfinals. So, you know, two district champs, uh, you know, I kind of i am hoping for a three-game series uh, and, and a good one, too. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Randy last night, the um, um, boss here at Rand Friday Night Glory, that you know I haven't gotten to see Forney yet, and um, I said I really need to get to him, but I'm kind of tossed on Saturday if if they make it to Saturday or if the colony is, I don't know which one, but I really want to see Forney. I mean, obviously we know how powerful their lineup is, and been there and done that. I mean, they talk about a team that's playoff tested. Forney's about as tested in the playoffs as anybody. Um, maybe. He's, set aside Keller, um, you know, it's, I mean, Vanessa does it on the mound, does it at the plate, uh, you know, cross, uh, you know, we can go through all the names of Forney, but I mean, again, Joshua's got to be thinking, man, we're probably playing the best team in the state in 5A in the third round. If we beat them, there's probably not going to be anybody better the rest of the way. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's, um, We'll see. I mean, it's this is probably well, the Hallsville still in it, you know. But this is, this is forty for sure. It's got to be the top two in, in that region. Have... Uh, and then I'd probably say Hallsville second, and, and Joshua's third. So, uh, well, I mean, then you got McKinney North and Independence too. So it's a good, it's a good region for sure. But uh, you know, like we mentioned before, you got two district champs and. It's the third round of the playoffs, so you kind of expect that three-game series. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I like to talk about this. I kind of like to do some shout-outs right about now, talk about maybe some of the, you know, I love, you know, again, I, 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 I can't tell you guys enough. 
in the DFW area, you need to get over to DFW Varsity over there at the Fort Worth Star Telegram. Um, yes, and, yes, please, because no one yes. knows about West Texas. Uh, yes. No one knows about the West Side of the Metroplex. <laughs> with you and Darren Lauber out there, I think you guys do a tremendous job in just keeping you know new material up there. Your highlights, you keep up there, you know, and for and just for softball fans in the Metroplex, you know. I think, like you said before, it's the softball is booming in some parts over there in Fort Worth that people over here don't know anything about. And, you know, and then they're getting, you get in the playoffs and you start seeing these guys being in the third, fourth, or the fifth round. And you're like, well, who are they? Well, you know what? DFW Varsity takes care of that. They let you know who they are. And I do love that little mention that you have there in the – the honorable mentions and all, and I'd like for you to talk a little bit about those private schools that you've been getting involved in. You have a great story about one of them. I'd love for you to share that, Brian. Yeah, uh, first of all, just uh, some shout-outs to teams winning. You know, you had Bellman Catholic, uh, John Paul over in Plano, uh, Lake Country Christian. You also had Canada Fellowship Academy, uh, Southwest Christian, and Fort Worth Christian. They all won their first-round games. I know some are playing Thursday night. Uh, you know, they don't play as much rounds as, as the UIL. So uh, I, I believe this next round, you know, whoever wins goes to state, uh, the state Final Four. Uh, I'm not sure where it's at. It might be in Crosby this year. But uh, the story that I'm doing is, is kind of – Canada Fellowship Academy over at Taps 4A, you know, team that uh, has some good softball history. Uh, but last year took a, took a bump in the road. You know, the head coach kind of left early in the season, and uh, things just, you know, went downhill. They only won one game all year long. I believe it was one of the first games of the season. So, um, and then they got a new coach, Jeff Jackson who's been coaching select for a long time, you know, got a daughter, Natalie, one of the best hitters uh, to do it at Mansfield and went on to play in college. Uh, so he was first, had first coaching job in high school ever. And, you know, he took over the head coaching job over fellowship, took on that challenge and uh, went from one win last year to, to district champs this year and now playing in the second round of playoffs. Uh, it, you know, it's a 15 or 16 win turnaround season so uh got some got probably half the team that uh was on last year and had played played before but then he had that challenge of uh, the other half uh, yeah. of girls who who never really picked up a softball and he's you know that they're, they're teaching those kids to play on the fly and uh you know the results have shown for sure with the district title and and hopefully they pick up this next win and, and reach state um, Brian, when do you think that story will be up on the Fort Worth Star Telegram and DFW Varsity? Yeah, it's uh, either either tomorrow or early on next week. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I just want to make sure that we get that out because I'm looking forward to reading that. You know, it's always I love the feel good stories like that, and especially when it's kind of the underdog or the forgotten ones of some school. You know, it's it's nice to see them get some notoriety and. It's really nice for you to go out there and reach out and get something like that. I know it'll be a great read. Yeah, sure. Um, I know that you also mentioned Fort Worth Christian and South Worth Christian. You know, Macy Waddell and Jordan Taylor both made your honorable mention list. Uh, 
you know, that's, I, I like that also, you know, I know that, you know, we don't have enough time to cover everybody, but I'm like that you were able to add some of that into your honorable mention list this week. Yeah. Uh, Fort Worth Christian, uh, again, winning, winning the first round, Southwest, uh, Christian as well, Jordan Taylor, uh, I think what, what she ended up with four for four home run and five RBIs. Is that right? Yes. Yes, that is right. Nailed it. <clears throat> I think Macy had five RBIs too. So four RBIs. She was four for four and a homer, a double, and four RBIs against Dallas Christian. Uh, yeah, that's a nice day at the plate. <laughs> yeah, so might we'll, be the we'll, understatement of the podcast. We'll <laughs> but, see if this this thing can keep going because I know a lot of them are playing Thursday night uh, tonight. I know Nova the Catholics playing. They're the six A Taps. Uh, again, if they win, they they're in the final four. Um, again, Fellowship Academy. I believe they're playing tonight in, in Abilene. So we'll see how many how many teams uh, can go to state. Uh, who knows? I might be headed to to Taps to the Tap State Tournament if we have a lot of teams. Also, I was going to ask you. I said, you, I said your schedule may get a little um um conflicted then, huh? <laughs> oh, great! Not, not like it's already been conflicted for for five years. Come on, Brian. They expect you to be at every game. There's like five or six gossets, right? There's, there's six. According to according to Darren Lauber, there's six. And, uh, you know, I've got to give a shout-out to Darren again. Uh, yes. You know, he, he helps with all the scores and, and playoff pairings, and there's, there's a bunch. I mean, I've there's a few times where I've, I've had to do, you know, my roundup and scores sure. and pairings, and I try to do it. Before deadline, there's this with softball and baseball. There's there's just no way. So there's there's a huge help. Um, I'm glad you did bring that up because I was I was thinking about that last night that we need to give a shout out to Darren because I think his work is outstanding. Also, and not only that, I mean he's a big help for you, especially on those tight deadline games and with you being in six places at once. Right, and he's uh, <laughs> unfortunately he's a Texas fan, but uh, we'll give him a shout out. Yeah, we'll give him a little shout out. It'll be the last one now. <laughs> um, I know yesterday when we talked, you wanted to talk about um, Maddie Murley. She made your um, honorable mention list last week from Brock. Oh yeah, Brock. Uh, you know they've they've been one of the top teams in in three A in the yeah. state. You know that they're, they're trying to go to state for the uh, fourth straight year, and and Maddie. I mean. <laughs> Five for five, four doubles, eight RBIs in one game. Brock had the sweep over uh, early, and you know we'll see how far Brock can go. Uh, Lauren Kaiser, I think, was on my pitchers list. Yes, uh, yes, yes, yes. I was going to mention her. Yes, she is. Yeah, I think she threw. I think she had. She didn't have any hits. Yeah, five inning, no hits, and nine Ks. Yeah, so uh, great job by Lauren and uh, Maddie. You know, I've covered those girls for a long time with. Jessica Leak and, and Landry Feltz uh, did a piece on Landry last year. She had, she had a she was an SI after hitting two grand slams in one inning. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that, we'll see how far they can go. Kelsey Tonips had, a, had some good hits last week, and uh, Peyton Gaska shout out to her is her, her birthday on uh, on Wednesday. So happy birthday. Uh, We'll see how far they can go, see if they can go uh, to state for the fourth straight year, and hopefully, you know, uh, get over that hump and, and bring home a state title. Absolutely. And also, I didn't. I know we mentioned yesterday, um, 
Heidi Fisher at Alito. Yeah, uh, I watched their game three against uh, El Paso East Lake on Saturday, and Heidi Fisher actually had a two home run game in game two uh, on uh, last Thursday uh, in East Lake. Uh, you know, Alito was down there the last two outs of the season after getting beat in game one, and then Macy Graff, the uh, shortstop. You know, not a not a better time to to get your first career high school yeah. home run. She uh, she hit a two run home run to tie it there in the seventh, and then they went back to back. Heidi with the walk off, and then uh, another freshman, Kaylee Smith, got the win in game three, five to three, to send Alito to the next round. Uh, yeah, Heidi Fisher had a nice catch in game three. Jesse Kubosh, a senior, had a two run triple. Talked to her after the game, so um, you know uh, Alito's moving on. Uh, you know they got to play. They're playing another one gamer with uh, El Paso Chapin this week in Odessa on Friday. So, see if Alito can keep it going and, and uh, help me out with the west side of the Metroplex. <laughs> well, they'll send you down. You, you got so many teams still in it, you might get a shot to get down to state, you know, oh. either Georgetown or Austin. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping so because I've been, uh, I've been to state softball all, all four years I've been here. So, trying to. Try to keep this thing going for a fifth straight season. Well, it looks like I will be there for the first time this year, Brian Gossett, so you better be there. So, hey, West Side Fort Worth, do your thing. Yeah, then we can we can uh, do the, the chocolate bear and the goss over in Austin. That would be great. That would be great. That's, I, the, I mean, that's, the, that's the only thing I like in Austin is the UIL State tournaments. That's it. That's that's it. That stuff, that that orange stuff. There's a little too orange for me down in that city. So I'm hoping we can move a little north, maybe in the Georgetown area, and we yeah, don't see as right. much orange. <laughs> but yeah, um, I want to kind of close with. Um, I forgot a shout out to Nikki Overton from Geyer. She was five for ten last week with two home runs and six RBIs and five runs in that. Huge offensive series against Lake Ridge last week. Um, if you get that production from her with that powerful lineup there again, I think, you know, that will give Eaton every bit of a game um, tomorrow night. And, again, I'm just so glad that I will get to see some of that game, but I'll at least get to see the end of that game next week. Um I also wanted to give a major shout-out to my co-host here, Brian Gossett. Congratulations again. Sports Writer of the Year, back-to-back. I can't think of anybody more deserving, anybody that puts more effort, love, and passion into girls' softball, volleyball, soccer, whatever you cover, you put everything you got into it, and it's so nice that people are starting to understand how good of a writer you are. So congratulations to Brian Gossett. You did a great job, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I know a lot of people gave you some shout-outs on Facebook, Twitter, the whole shooting match. So I hope you felt the love for the Metroplex because I know the Metroplex is a much better place the last five years with Brian Gostin here covering high school sports. So we appreciate it. And as your partner here, I appreciate being able to spend an hour, 45 minutes a week with you on this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully, we may have got to be able to cross paths maybe this weekend. If not, I know we'll be getting down to the nitty-gritty where we'll be able to cover some of the same games. And fingers crossed, state chip, state in um, Austin. I'm looking forward to that also. So I just want to say thank you guys for listening to us here, man. We love doing this for you guys. 
Good luck to everybody this week. Weather holding up. Hopefully, fingers crossed, no rain dances. <laughs> we'll be able to get these games in, and we'll come back next week on this podcast number four. I'm Kenny Matthews, Brian Gossett, um, produced by FridayNightGlory.com. I want to say extra shout-out to Randy Edwards, who's producing this podcast here tonight. Get them where they're not, and have fun this weekend. We'll come chat with you next week. Since 1967, Toothacres Pet Care Center provided the finest indoor-outdoor boarding environment for your pet. We accept all breeds of dogs, and our newly remodeled cattery features spacious 9 square feet personal accommodations for your feline friends. For more information on pricing and availability, check us out at our website at www.toothacres.com.